Forrest. Yeah. Welcome to Behind the Windshield with Dennis the Apprentice. It's good to be here. Uh, I'm so glad to meet you. I just met you. This is the first time I've... I met you with uh, John Thompson. As I was walking into registration. Yeah. yeah. And that's all I know about you is that you know John Thompson. Yeah. Cool. And so I tell saw me about you yesterday doing this. Gave you a little wave. Yeah. That's about yeah. it. Cool. So I see you're from Colorado. <laughs> yeah. So you own a plumbing company? Yeah. Sewer company or drain company or... So I'm, I'm here for three specific reasons. I own a plumbing and drain cleaning company. Okay. And recently in January, we split off and formed another LLC called... So the plumbing company is All Valley Resource. We're based out of Aspen, Colorado. Okay. And then we started another entity called AVR Rehab. Okay. Which is a subsidy of that so that I could bring on another gentleman as a partner mm-hmm. to kind of help spearhead all... Everything pipe rehabilitation style. So we coat, patches, Y-laterals, lining, inversion, all of it. And then I have a third entity that I've partnered with my sister and a buddy of mine that I grew up with. And we just bought a functioning compost facility in Delta, Colorado. What is a functioning compost facility? The plumbing company, it's a six-man crew. Yeah. Uh, Four guys are drain cleaning. Okay. Um answer your typical drain cleaning calls probably 90 percent of what you know zoom does sure um and then we've also got four two guys that have four pump trucks different styles depending on the job and they're just doing grease tra- grease traps septic tanks yada 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 our biggest awesome. expense has always been our disposal right and so but we're always disposing at comp- compost facilities so it just always really bugged me that I'm paying somebody to turn something, my waste, into a product that they sell. Right. So when I had the opportunity to buy, when I say functioning compost facility, they were already operational. Right. Hardest thing to do in Colorado is to get permits for things like that. So totally we bought you. an existing permit and took over operations in July. And so awesome. now I'm trucking all my waste about two hours to this facility while also having a facility that services all the other local haulers in the area. Awesome. So processes. Are, now, is this grease? We, we take grease, septic, biosolids from wastewater treatment facilities, um, everything, dead animals, blood. That's a huge thing because, like, in, in uh, Washington, we're taking it out of state. Like, it's we a 256-acre hardly... site. We're permitted on 100 acres, and it's, it's your typical, like, you go there, and it's windrow after windrow of just cooking compost amazing we gotta we gotta talk <laughs> come hang out yeah that'd be very I'll cool i'll take you rafting okay awesome <laughs> awesome i just bought a new boat we'll go fishing whatever you want awesome. colorado life awesome very cool i'll take you up on that sure so a lot of what i do what dennis the apprentice does is I, my whole channel is all about trying to get young people into the trades and then i love that by the way and then instead of letting them go through the school of hard knocks trying to smooth their path by helping them with tips and tricks on how to stick out like a sore thumb in a good way, right? Like how to accelerate your career and not just bump around for six years trying to figure out. Like why let them figure it out on their own? Why not help them get off to a good start? Sure. So starting out with you, how'd you you find the plumbing trade? (laughs) This this is a long story. Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, so... I was a mortgage broker in 2006. Awesome. I was 26 years old, I think. Okay. okay. And uh, my previous job to that, I was actually a financial planner um, for a network marketing group. 
So Prime I was, America? Yeah. <laughs> so I was full time Prime okay. America yeah. for uh, two and a half years okay. in Southern California. Okay. And um, crushing it, like making money and everything. Uh huh. Um, decided I wanted to go back to Colorado. Uh huh. Was a mortgage broker. Uh huh. And then 2007 hit. Right. And um, I was eating pizza with a buddy of mine. And he was explaining to me how he was converting uh, Land Rovers, mm-hmm. diesel three-cylinder Land Rovers, to run on vegetable oil. Okay. I was obsessed with the idea. I was like, right. "What? That's awesome!" And uh, so I went to. I was on my way to Moab. It's a three-hour drive from where I live, and I was on my way to Moab, and I had just gotten a speeding ticket for doing 120 and a 75. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Well, I'll show you," and I'm just going to go slow now yeah speed limit was 75 i was doing 65 uh-huh. and every vehicle that passed me was a semi truck uh-huh. and i was like these guys are all going from salt lake city to denver why don't i just buy a semi get a restaurant in denver get a restaurant in salt lake fuel my truck fuel prices at the time were six bucks a gallon too oh wow <clears throat> and so um so i was like i'll crush the competition i'm gonna save 800 bucks a trip you know, mm-hmm. we're going to start a trucking business. Mm-hmm. So I go back to my buddy and I tell him my brilliant idea. And he was like, it's not going to work. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's not very encouraging. <laughs> and so... Uh, I thought you were my buddy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, so he goes, but a buddy of mine has a vegetable oil collection business in Aspen. And he wants to sell it. He's having his first kid. And uh, he said, you should talk to him. I call this guy, and uh, um, his name is Brian Flynn, and we've been business partners for the last 15 years. Awesome. So I started by partnering with him, collecting just vegetable oil. From the rest, like the used vegetable oil mm-hmm. at the restaurant. Yeah. Okay. And then we had a big company in Chicago come in and almost wipe us out mm-hmm. to the point where we were like borderline going to be filing bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, we were only making like... Gross revenues was probably sixty, seventy thousand a year. Okay. So it wasn't a mu- much, but it was paying my salary. Sure. So I had to go back to work as a waitress. I was working two serving jobs um, at night, and then I was managing a restaurant on Sundays and Mondays, so that I could work grease during the week. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we ended up doing is, when you're on the verge of going bankrupt, you should probably just go borrow some more money. Sure. So we found out about this small business loan in the town of Carbondale. They would give you $35,000 if you could prove that you were like an existing business or you wanted to start a good business. Uh huh. So I told my partner, I was like, hey, print out our P&Ls. They don't know that we just lost 75% of our clientele. Right. But it looks like we've grown about 300% since I took over right. about a year and a half ago. I said, print them out. We're going to go to the town trustees and try to get a loan. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you're crazy. And I was like... Just let's just try it. Mm-hmm. So we go there, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, you guys are amazing! What are you going to do with this money?" And I was like, "We're going to go buy a pump truck and start cleaning grease traps." Right. Because all we were doing was collecting vegetable oil at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and so, but in all of our customers were like, "Do you guys clean grease traps?" And we were <laughs> like, "No, that stuff's nasty. We'll you're, never do that." Yeah. Well, yeah. when you're about to go out of business, you're like, "I'll do whatever." So yeah, so we go get a loan. They thought we were the greatest thing since sliced bread. Right. And they gave us $35,000, and we bought a um, 
International 4700 with a 1500 gallon tank on it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. out of Pennsylvania, had mm -hmm. it trucked to Carbondale, and uh, we started pumping grease traps the next day. Awesome. And that's once we started doing that, people were like, You have a pump truck? We want to come pump our septic tank? And I was like, What's a septic tank? <laughs> and I went and YouTubed it. <laughs> I was like, oh, That's just a grease trap full of poo. Like, yeah. we, we can do that. And then do you know, the honestly, I've never heard that comparison before, but you're totally right. It is. I've it's, never heard that before. It's the exact same tank. And, and then I, I, all of I, our I, commercial yeah. customers were like, hey, do you jet out lines? I said, what's that? And they said, well, Roto-Rooter comes in, and they use this high-pressure water jetter, and it cleans our lines. And I was like, well, what did they charge you? And they were like, well, last week they charged us 1500 bucks for two hours worth of work. I said, I'll be right back. <laughs> so I went and called Northwest Jetters and watched a YouTube video, and we had a jetter ordered like the next week. Mm -hmm. So that's how we started drain cleaning. Right. And then my partner thought I was crazy, <clears throat> but I just kept teaching him everything I was learning off of YouTube. Right, right. And he kept going along, and finally mm -hmm. I quit all my jobs. He quit working for the city of Aspen. Yeah. And now we're 11 deep doing everything. 11 years or 11 people? 11 people. Yeah, 11 people on the crew. Mm-hmm. And you're doing uh, drain cleaning, jetting, uh, uh, grease trap cleaning, and disposal of the grease. Disposal, processing, pipelining, spot repair. Awesome. And there, there we all have, what I love about, I'm assuming we're here to pump up Zoom Drain. Sure. <clears throat> what I love about Zoom Drain is that they are committed to like the, the, the departments of expertise. Yes. Which is how we've molded. So there's two guys and all they do is pumping. They deal with their own customers. They make right. their own calls. They deal with their own Google Calendar. Right. You know, things like that. The drain cleaning crew, same thing. They got their own rigs, their own tools, their own schedule. And then we just recently did the relining crew. Four guys, that's all they do, just mm -hmm. pipelining, mm -hmm. no matter what. And then now we got the compost facility. Awesome, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So do you, what kind of licensing do you have for this stuff? Do you have a plumber license or a drain cleaning license? No licensing. Zero. Oh, you're in Colorado. We, we so this is what's funny. That's right. Um, there are there's so many guys, you know, like John Thompson. Yeah. You know, he's a master plumber. Yeah. Working his way down into you know the lining, the right. the the dirty stuff. Right. You know, because this is it's obviously where the money's at. Right. And we started at the bottom, and worked our way into this stuff. Right. And it just cracks me up that all these professionals, you know, it's like bunch of rednecks and a bunch of professionals all met in the middle and we're like yeah this is great yeah that's awesome, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but no we don't to pump septic tanks grease traps like it's it's minimal licensing and and permitting at least um, in colorado most places yeah yeah like there there's no in washington we have to have a license to take the, off the p-trap to do the drain cleaning really wow no we don't all have a license to do that but that's the law. So we're not allowed to remove and replace more than six feet of plumbing. Right. Because we're not licensed plumbers. Right. But we can pull something old out and put it back in. So you uh, you you brought up some people. Have you trained some people from 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 zero in experience and trained them up? Yeah. So what are you looking Nobody for? Nobody knew anything about plumbing that's ever okay. worked for us. So what do you what have you found is a uh, like how do you know you got a good guy? Uh, we try to have a lot of fun on the job. Okay. So how do you have fun on the job? It's just being ourselves. Okay. 
um, so we're, we're we always it's always we all know each other from past relations other relationships okay so it's all I mean everybody that's part of the team we knew them before they became the team and we recruited them based off of their attitude work awesome. ethic and attitude work ethic and attitude if you can't laugh on the job you're not working yeah. with us life's too short yeah my father-in-law always said if it's not fun it's work and who wants to work yeah yeah we don't work after hours we do now work seven days a week but that's because one of our technicians works from Friday to Monday Okay. So we cover seven days, but nobody works. There's no overtime. There's no after hours. It's our number one focus is quality of life. Wow, that sounds like a great uh, promotion of the trades right there. We're hiring. You're hiring. You need a job, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> the awesome, awesome. And so you don't hire any strangers? No. I mean, we did once. Didn't work. No, he's a great dude. Oh, yeah, okay. we love him. Okay. Okay. His name's Joey Doyle. We call him Joyle. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Any tips for young people getting into the trades or uh, anything? There's so much opportunity there. It's, it's not being taught. I was just talking to a young apprentice that just got out of high school. They're not talking about it in the high school. They're, they don't say the word trades in high schools. So they don't even know about it. Yeah. It's really a bummer. The whole go to school, get a good job with benefits. It's a it's a challenging narrative because it's it's I don't think they directly do it, but it in a sense it, it degrades the trades, mm-hmm. and uh, it's unfortunate. I'm a big fan of um, Micro and what he does. He really yeah. tries to dirty push. jobs. Yeah, yeah. But he's got some really cool nonprofits that do, do just that. They're pushing yeah. the trades. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's you know the guys that take it seriously right out of high school. Or they're either working with their dads, you know, before they're out of high school. They're getting their master plumber's license, you know, by the time they're 20. Yeah. And they're starting their own businesses, and these guys are making half a million a year. Yeah. Twiddling thumbs, doing podcasts. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Then some of us, it took us 50 years to get here. Yeah. 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 So do you have any plans for your money? Do you have any investment thoughts or process, like give you a recipe for your money that you're working or plan to work? Hundred. I don't save any money. It all goes back into... Reinvesting, like how um, do you? What or, are your, or new opportunities? What are you investing in? Your business or real estate or? Yeah. Like, so like I heard just the other day, Rich Dad Poor. You you know Rich Dad Poor Dad? Sure. You sounded like him a minute ago when you I love said that book. when you said um, go to school, get a job, blah blah blah. Benefits. with good benefits. Um, he said the purpose of business is to buy real estate. I mean, real estate is important yeah for sure yeah so our plumbing business owns the land a two acre plot that we okay. all operate out of okay the compost business bought the 256 acres uh-huh. that it's on housing is a big struggle with us mm-hmm. so we're getting ready to buy some more property and build some some simple you know homes so that we can try to recruit people from out of our area so it's aspen the whole valley that we live in pretty small like we're talking total of the four neighboring towns like maybe 25 to 45,000 people oh wow super small pretty tight but um, it's extremely expensive real estate and so finding affordable places to live for technicians making you know lower wages right it's challenging right we're talking studio apartments for 2,000 a month right sounds like things like that Yeah. yeah yeah So we're looking at trying to get more property, dump some money into some property, 
build cool. some homes so that we can have a little bit more. You tell somebody like from South Carolina that a studio is two grand a month. They're oh, like, yeah. I can live like a king here for that. It's right. like, well, right. once you see the lifestyle that you get in the mountains, it's a little bit different. Yeah. So that's one of our approaches is you Life. can't really go wrong by investing in some property and right. see if you can help your employees out too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, very good. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. All right. Thank you. You got it.